Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to another edition of MMA Uncaged on the Ginger's Perspective. Remember to check us out on cs2pc.co.za as well as on cliffcentral.com. Go to the podcast page or the show's page. You'll find us there under the Ginger's Perspective. And man, as fight fans, have we been spoilt this weekend. It is one of the biggest weekends in mixed martial arts history. We've touched on UFC 205, the early hours of Sunday morning. That one takes place. But tonight, it is all about EFC 55. The Extreme Fighting Championship is at Grand West in Cape Town. That's where I find Justin Ferrier. And I must say, it is going to be a rather interesting night. Titles up for grabs. Two of them, in fact. Justin, how is Cape Town and how's the vibe down there today? Unbelievable weather. A little bit windy, but beautiful. This is uh, the best part of the country. It's unbelievable. But the vibe is cracker. I mean, I was at Grand West earlier. I went to do a little cage walk around. And yeah, it's electric. Yeah, man. Sold out, which is absolutely fantastic for... EFC. Let's get straight into it because there's a lot of talk about the various fights and before we get to our two title fights I'd like to chat about some of the, the other action that we'll see and in particular we've got an old campaigner if I can put it that way uh, Dina Bagatin. he's in action against Cameron Pritchard for a welterweight fight and we know that Pritchard gets a W tonight puts him a step closer to that title shot that he has been calling for for a long time now. Yeah, you know, Bagatine is, is a former champion. You know, we've cornered against him, and, and he's, a, he's a clever fighter. He, we, we fought against him before when he was with the Smith's Gym, and then he made the move to fight for militia. Took a bit of a break, but he's he's a great fighter. You know, on paper, this looks like the old guard versus the new breed. But looking at the weigh-in yesterday, uh, Bagatine looked, in the best shape I've seen him in in a long time. Um, Pritchard is tipped to win, but if he wins, it won't be easy. I'm pretty sure of that. 3-0. and I mean, he's got an unbeaten record, Pritchard. He's under the tutelage of Chris Bright down in Port Elizabeth. Uh, I know that he's overcome that serious knee injury. He's now back in the mix. You know, what can we expect from him tonight? What sort of approach can we expect? Because at Dino Baggett in with 12-5-0, and I mean, he's seen it all. He really has. Like I said, he was a champion. Um, he's fought everybody. He's not somebody to shy away from any fights. Uh, clever fighter. I mean, he, he. I remember cornering Dallas Jacoby against him, and Dallas was stronger than him. Uh, was, I thought was better than him, but able to sprawl, keep Dallas away, keep away from uh, Dallas's advantage, which was obviously on the ground, and put Dallas away with a TKO. So it's not so much that Bagatin hits hard, it's the accumulation of strikes. So Pritchard's got his hands full. Uh, obviously, Pritchard being a ground specialist, he's going to want to take it down. Chris Bright's an amazing coach, an amazing jiu-jitsu practitioner himself, and a good fighter himself. Um, that's where they're going to want to take it, I'm sure. Go on then, let's have a prediction. I'll say Pritchard, but only just. All right, let's move along now to a Durban fighter who uh, we've seen a lot of also. I mean, if we thought Dino Bagatin's got an incredible record and an immense amount of fights under his belt, Wesley Hawkey has two, 13-7-0, uh, up against uh, Sibusisum Doku, 
another interesting one. Hawkey, though, I would think that he's desperate to get a W under the belt and get a, a sort of a march together, if I can put it that way, for a title shot again. He needs to get momentum. I think that's important. Um, I know that his, his plate is very full. He runs a business. A new father, he has a daughter, an, an older daughter, but he's got a brand new son. Um, and I know his plate is full. It's not easy building a business, uh, looking after a child, and then still trying to find time to to train. And I know that he trains out in Toti, so it's it's quite far from his house. I mean, it's it's it can't be easy, but he's managing to do it. Um, I've got Hawkey winning this one, but again, it certainly won't be easy, I don't think. Mdoko's a seasoned campaigner, a tough guy to finish. All right, that's an interesting one. Wesley Hawkey under pressure against uh, Sibusisum Doku, who also would love to get a win under his belt. And uh, who knows, could we see a knockout TKO? I'm not sure. That one will be interesting. Justin is calling Wesley Hawkey just to edge that one. So two close fights so far at EFC 55. Now, in terms of the heavyweights, I know it's one of your favorites, Justin. Uh, you've got Ruan Potts up against the former champ. Well, both former champions, aren't they? Uh, Brendan Grunewald. How do you see this one going? Because uh, Ruan Potts back from a, a rather unsuccessful Fure into uh, the UFC. Yeah, um, he's come back and he tried to jump around weight divisions. I think uh, heavyweight is his best chance of success. Um, I got a phone call from one of his sponsors. Uh, they had sent a pair of shorts out to him and he had torn the shorts and so there was panic stations the sponsor never needed to send needed to send these shorts to him yeah um asap so we, we we got we made a plan and we got it and i thought to myself before the way and keepers if he if, if he's torn the shorts he must be quite chubby yeah and then he took a shirt off so you must imagine this man is a 44 waist with a chiseled six-pack he looks in phenomenal shape <laughs> and we know we know how strong ruan potts is and we've seen him in action. I mean, throwing guys around, you know, he's he's one of those guys with, with immense power. You know what I mean? He really has got power. And if he's very ripped ex- very explosive. and he's in good nick, that can only mean trouble for the former champion. Grindelwald's cardio was in question against... Uh... Oh, God, what's his name? I forgot his name. No problem. Donnie. Sorry, Donnie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grunewald's cardio was was in question against Donny van Heerden. Um, Well, they both underperformed, but Grunewald seemed to have guessed. I don't know if there's been enough time to correct that fitness level. Um, Grunewald fancies himself as a ground fighter, but Potts is also a ground fighter. He's a judo, he's a judoka, and he's he's a a jiu-jitsu player. Yeah. So Grunewald's going to want to take it to the ground, but that's where Potts' strength is, and and I see Potts being the stronger man. Also, with a point to prove, I, I think Potts wants to get that gold strap around his waist again. He wants to dethrone Andrew Fancel. And at this sta- at this stage, he's he's a guy who's who's fighting for his life at thirty eight years old. Absolutely. It's difficult to start another career at that age. And he is a fan favorite. He's good value for sponsors. He's the the crowd loves him um, and the sponsors love him. So but he does you know, you can only ride that way for so long, you've got to get your W's. That's right. Grunewald uh, will be interesting. I know he comes across as quite a laid-back character. I quite like him. He's, he's a hell of a nice guy. Um, is he maybe in for the toughest test of his career to date against Ruan Potts tonight? I'd say one of them. 
Well, that will be interesting. Heavyweight fight. It's uh, Ruan Fang's pots up against Brennan Grunewald. And uh, it could go a long way to see where these two end up in the heavyweight division. Let's start with one of the title fights. And uh, it, it does make for an interesting one. Unfortunately, we wanted to see Don Madge take on Dave Mazzani. In the, at the end, I mean, you've got one of the toughest experienced campaigners in MMA in South Africa and Leon Maynard stepping up on a week's notice, maybe a little bit more to take on the pain train. This will be interesting. Justin, your initial thoughts. My initial thoughts are Maynard's got everything to gain. Um, and if you offer Maynard a fight, he's never going to say no. He'll fight you in 20 minutes notice. It's, he's not somebody to say no. I think he always stays prepared. Um, I just think it's a big ask with Mazzani. I think Mazzani's got his number. You know, it was a quick finish last time they they fought when when they fought for the belt, uh, and Maynard got choked choked out quickly. And I think with Mazzani's, I know Mazzani's a little bit older, um, but also a little bit wiser, and comes from a great camp in Vegas, an, an international quality fighter. One of his stable companions, Misha Tate, is fighting this weekend. Yeah, I mean. He's Mazzani's in the town seat because he was prepared. He was training for a striker. Whether they the Maynard and, uh, and and Don Major are the, are, are the same level, don't know. But he was training for a striker, so he didn't have to make too many adjustments. Yeah, and he would be fit. He would have had he, the, the, he is the one that holds the trump card. How how much of a mental advantage? Is it knowing you've already beaten someone and you did it clinically uh, to get the belt in the first place? So, I mean, not only did you beat them, you took the belt away from them and you did it in pretty good fashion. I mean, how much of a mental advantage is that for Mazzani? I would say quite a big one, but it is twofold. I mean, it's, it depends on which side of the fence you sit. So, half of you could say Mazzani's got the edge and he, he knows he can beat him, he knows how to beat him and has beaten him. And the other half could say, well, Maynard is hungrier and he's got the opportunity now to take back what was his. So it, it's one of those situations where it depends on what your, what your vantage point is. The Iron Lion wants his belt back. He goes up against the pain train. That's one of the title fights up for grabs tonight at EFC 55 at Grand West in Cape Town. The other one is, of course... Well, there's bad blood, isn't there? After the weigh-in footage, it was quite interesting to see the approach from Ishart Sayed and, and how he came out with a Spider-Man suit. And what did you make of it all against Demart Penn and the Wayans? I thought it was pretty cheesy, to be honest. Um, but again, he got his desired effect. We're talking about it. So I don't think it's a reflection on Ishart's fighting style. I just think he's trying to have some fun. But yeah, that's I don't really enjoy that type of thing, but different strokes for different folks yeah of course i mean i know you're an mma purist and there is a showbiz element to it but at the end of the day i thought i agree with you i thought it was a little bit cheesy and uh i don't know i just felt like it's it's uh it was done uh, yeah I, let's leave it, it undersold there. it that's what it did for yeah it, like the it high cheapened it. exact exactly you've hit the nail on that it cheapened what is potentially one of uh, the the biggest fights we've seen in EFC history. I mean, Demart Penner, we know, 11-0. and 0. This guy is maturing. He's developing into a, cra and cra a crazy fighter. Um, and the record speaks for itself. And we know that he's going to come out. It's going to be strategic against the White Tiger, who desperately wants to prove that he's the best in the division. 
Yeah, you know, people people have criticised Pena for taking time off, etc. And often, when you when you when a, when a champion takes time off or a fighter takes time off, it's because of distractions. And this is not the case. Pena went and finished his degree. He got married. He achieved goals and became a better person. He didn't lose track of of what who he wanted to be and and and, and what he wants. He went and improved himself. So he's coming back. Yes, he may not have fought for a while, but he's coming back a better person. Definitely. You look at the guys he's fought. It all started back in EFC 07 uh, and up to 41. So it has been some time. But as you say, he's taken time off for the right reasons. It's probably uh, got, his, got him hungry again for MMA, if you know what I mean. Like, I, I think there's a lot of fighters that tend to sort of just go through the motions looking for a payday. We know DeMarc Penn is an intelligent guy looking to get his qualification and, and probably as an example to a lot of fighters out there who should potentially be doing the same thing. But I think it might have just given that hunger back to, to get back into the hexagon and, and do some damage to his opponents. Very much so. So he knows he wants to put his best foot forward. I agree with the way he's done things, very similar to the way GSP approached his career. Thoughtful. Uh, there's a process to everything, and everything is deliberate. Nothing happens by accident. It's very important to remember that these are thoughtful people. You know, FFM have had a bad run, a little bit of bad luck. Obviously, the power having a, a health issue last time with the last fight at Sun City, and now Don Maj having to pull out. But that's just a bit of bad luck. That won't affect Pino. He'll be hungry. He'll be ready. Now, his opponent has got an array of skills. He's fought overseas. He's uh, the interim bantamweight champion. Um, he's not t- to be taken lightly at all. I mean, if you think about his tear at the moment in EFC, it's a five-fight tear in the EFC. Ishad Sayed in Cape Town, his hometown, he means business tonight. Could he potentially stop Demart Penner? Absolutely, he could. Um, uh, even though we disagree with his, uh, his Spider-Man antics and outfit, he's the real deal. This man is a clean striker. He's got great angles. He he is a new generation of fighter. Will he be able to stop uh, the takedowns of Penner, the grinding of Penner? Who knows? That's another that's another question. And that's why we we all gonna hover around Kate side tonight to see. All right, remember, it is on tonight. Grand West down in Cape Town, sold out. I know that they're, they're toying with the idea of releasing one or two tickets, so those are going to be like hen's teeth for tonight's fight. Justin, in terms of the smart money, where where should we be betting? Who should we be looking at? I reckon Penner, Mazzani, Hawkey, and Neil Duplessis, who's Drickus's younger brother. That should give you three and a half to one. And if you're feeling brave, take that separately and then add to it some of the UFC tips that we said and you can make some bucks. Well, there you have it, Justin Ferrier. Thank you for your time. Good luck tonight. We'll look at EFC 55. And then, of course, Sunday, it's UFC 205. First time ever at Madison Square Garden. This is MMA Uncaged. Uh, Check us out on the Ginger's Perspective on cliffcentral.com as well as don't forget uh, that you can catch us on social media to check out CS2 plus Justin B. Ferrier and uh, give us some feedback. Justin, thanks for your time. Enjoy tonight.